0: Thank you for joining us at uh, Beer Fish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker
1: Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to WhiskerSeeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Granny with Ma Pop Fishing. We have Mr
1: fishing kit
0: you i think today?
1: uh you, i think you guys could figure out my name at this point <laughs> so.
0: wait well, hey, we might have some new listeners you never uh, know you know
1: kit with fishing kit there you go
0: there you go he, he's the fishing kit youtube channel so make sure everybody check it out and the reason why I check it out subscribe because our podcast is on his channel too so make sure you guys yeah. do that
1: if you if you guys want the visual experience exactly
0: or download it it's all good because we're on uh, like i said all the platforms spotify po- uh, google podcast um itunes hey i don't know if i told you dude we're on uh, uh, amazon music too so if anybody has amazon amazon music go there search us you got beer fish fanatics man it's it's pretty cool man I, I saw that the other day so we're good to go on that so um this week Thanks again to uh, Bruno uh, down there at the uh, Lucky Horse uh, in Des Moines, and also El Bait Shop. Uh, they donated some beer from uh, Carroll Brewing again. I'm doing the light one today, or at least my first beer. I'm doing I'm doing the uh, the Carroll Light. I really like this light beer. Super crisp. I'm telling you guys, anybody who loves Bush Light, try this beer, please. Oh, we were talking about this is one thing. Anybody who tries a Carol beer, who goes to hy go goes to the brewery, whatever, uh, do myself and Fishing Kit a favor. Take a picture. Tag us uh tag we want to see who's actually trying this beer that we're telling you guys to go and try out so i guess I want, I want to see it uh they're not paying us or anything but i just want to see how much we impact in regards to beer consumption of craft beer so make sure you guys <laughs> make sure you tag uh, myself on instagram tag fishing kit my pop fishing either one uh we want to see and then uh definitely give a uh, uh, some love out to them so what are you drinking today man
1: i got the carol ipa nice i think this is uh I think this one's my favorite one from Carol Brewing. Yeah. But I'm also an IPA guy, so I'm kind of biased. <laughs> and it's not too bitter. It's pretty, it's pretty subtle for an IPA. Yeah.
0: And and um the just so everybody knows the, the alcohol content on the light beer is four percent. I think the IPA is seven is that right, Kit? On that Correct, piece? seven, seven. So it's it's not it's not a bad beer. And if anybody's wondering, like the Carolite, I think uh your the Bush lattes, the Bud Lights are all like four two. So this is like it's right spot on. So, uh, but it has good flavor. So cheers, man. Cheers. Well, koozie. Oh. oh, cheers! Yeah. Don't forget to get a
1: koozie, guys
0: go to mypopfishing.com, get a koozie help support us every like i said everyone um every little dollar helps us go get more beer so that's that's the that's the biggest thing so we can talk more fishing guys (laughs) but uh, and and i wanted to record this one uh with fishing kit today uh we we were just texting the other day and we're just like you know what should we talk about what you know and i'm thinking you know what ice fishing season is here i mean a lot of people all over north I guess you say the north part of um, I 80 on up towards Canada, all the states. I've been seeing tons and tons of ice, tons of people getting out there. So we want to talk a little bit more about ice fishing. I wanted to actually ask Fishing Kit a little bit more because. Uh, he was just talking to me how he is getting his gear all lined up and everything. But I wanted to know, you know, somebody else, like, what do they do? Well, you know, what does he recommend on and in, in regards to getting your gear set up for a, maybe I'm going out tomorrow or this weekend. So uh set up, you know, wise, whether it's poles, lines, lures, all that good stuff. So uh, let's, let's start there, man. I mean, um, do you, oh, what's the first thing you do, man, when, when you're gearing up, let's say this weekend, weekend's coming up, I'm going to go ice fishing, Setup wise, so I mean, what's the first first step that you take, man, in regards to your your pole setups and all that stuff? I guess you, let's start with that. Your ice poles and reels so what, What's the first thing you
1: do, man? All right, so I can't. I I actually dug out my uh, rods today, so pull them out of storage, and I just open it up and I try to assess what's going on, like how much line do I have on my reels, and before I put my rods away uh, for storage, if if I have reels on them, I will loosen the drag all the way, but that's because. Um, it's just i think there's like springs springs and stuff in there mm-hmm. kind of just want to keep that pressure off of those springs because it's been storing for what since march yeah i think that was the end of our season yeah but- so
0: probably like about anywhere between eight to ten uh yeah about eight months or so holy cow yeah you think about it i mean that i mean it's it's been there for a while you don't want it to be the tension up I, i'm glad you mentioned that because that, that, that was one thing and I learned the hard way so you know how when uh when you guys are putting your your ice rods and everything away and sometimes uh when you put it on the um the hook lock thing and you know how your your pole kind of bends over a little bit right yeah make sure anybody i'm telling you especially if you have custom rods make sure loosen that up or just cut that line cut that hook off and let let your let your pole be straight what happened to me with one of my old uh, my custom rods i left it like just, just a little bit. It was, it was maybe, you know, a half inch bent a little bit on the tip next year came and my pole stayed that way. So it, w- it was no longer straight because it was there for like eight months that way. I, I maybe it was, you know, bad luck on my end uh, for on the blank or whatnot, but I'm never doing that again. So make sure, I mean, you don't want to go through it cause it's, it's, it didn't ruin the pole, but it just kind of sucks when you have a curved pole when you're ice fishing and it's like, a, a noodle pole too i was just like that sucks
1: <laughs> yeah i guess i guess it really starts with the end of last season in uh preparing for the next season because okay. yeah those noodle poles if they if they have pressure on them like for eight eight or nine months they're gonna retain that memory
0: yeah and it's sad especially you know these these custom rods i mean they're not cheap and it, it's just sad when you see it's like oh especially if it's like one of your favorite poles and um it's just it sucks because you you go you can't fix it i tried you know what i you know what i tried to do i laid it up against the wall for like a like a month or two to see if it would correct it it didn't correct it 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 didn't correct it man and um i actually didn't use that pole for one year and i put it up against the wall just to see it didn't correct it for whatever reason it was weird yeah
1: (laughs) all right anyway so back (laughs) to back to what we're talking about uh, as far as pulling rods out for this season like I didn't, I didn't do much. I just really? opened up my case, then I just looked at how much line I have, how much line I have on the reels. Like a lot of people will, they'll switch out the line every season. Mm-hmm. But um, my rods were in storage. Uh, I know on the spool it'll build memory, and that's why a lot of people will switch out their lines every year. Usually, when you spool up new line, anyways, you run it under warm water to kind of so it will lose that memory. I might do that instead of re-spooling all the lines because I got plenty of line on those spools. If I start breaking off when I'm fishing, then I might consider uh, uh, replacing that line. But yeah, I think now I'll just run those spools under hot water, kind of loosen up that memory so there isn't a whole bunch of line twists because there's going to be line twists. That line's been sitting in those spools for 10 10 plus months or whatever. Does, does that
0: really work? Because I, I, I read about that before. I've never done it. Like the hot water uh, on the spool and on the line. Just how long do you put it under? So it helps a little uh, bit or? Like
1: half an hour or something. Just really? Just just uh, fill up like a little bowl with hot water. And just stick your spools in there. With the and, line and everything? Yeah.
0: Okay. Hey, I'm going to try that. No, because I read about that, but I wasn't. I'm like, I don't know. I've I, never done that. So, I mean, if, I guess if it hurt, it, it couldn't hurt it. Right. I guess. Right. Yeah, so I'll definitely try that. Um, what kind of line do you normally use when you ice because so I know I know there's big differences. I, I talked about this on a video of mine before, but do you use braid, floral, uh mono? I mean, does it depend just what you're fishing for when you're ice fishing? Because um or what do you normally use, man? Cause I right now just everybody knows I, I don't use braid because it I have Bad, um bad luck with it in the past. I usually use either mono or floral. Um, but what do you normally use?
1: um I think I go floral all the way, except for one rod. That'll be the rod that I have on a jaw jacker. A jaw jacker sets the hook for you. Um, but I know it's with braid. Uh, I don't. Well, I wasn't using like specifically ice braid or whatever. I just whatever I use for open water. I put that on there, and it was freezing. So and uh, with the bait caster, you got your line roller it can, it's this thing that you know kind of just zigzags back and forth and your line goes through it mm-hmm. and that will build up with ice real quick with braid with any kind of line but braid it absorbs water and you know water freezes when it's less less than freezing outside yeah other than that other than that, I use all floral because floral is just a little bit more dense and it. It um, what's the dang word? <laughs> I'm trying to think of. It lets Great. light pass through it. It doesn't bend the light as much as as mono, so it's less visible. Mm-hmm. And I only run for my panfish like three pound, and for my walleye, my walleye rod, I run four pound on there. And I do have another rod. It's like another set line I have. It's uh, I got a little bit heavier line. It's like six pound four zero. But that's the that's the rod I'll use on like a I fish pro or this thing is called a buddy. Uh, bob or buddy they're basically like tip-ups but you can use a rod and reel opposed to hand over hand
0: you use um same too for catfish like what what pound
1: do you use for when you're catfishing ice through the ice i just use my that six pound and the six um pounds. and the four pound on my jigging rod or my you know my so-called walleye rod and then if i bring my bait caster that's got 20 pound power pro on there which i don't use too much like i don't jig with it because with the bait caster and that braid i should probably replace that braid because braid you know kind of loose it's like it kind of loosens over time Mm -hmm. then that's going to absorb water really fast yeah but since i use it as a set line anyways it's not that big of a deal because i'm not constantly reeling and stuff with it
0: yeah uh one other thing if anybody's listening about that jaw jacker works great uh careful you don't number one two two things one don't hit you in the face when when that thing sets up it it sets it pretty hard uh number two don't use the most expensive rod you have on there I did it on uh, once before and I didn't do it right and it snapped the tip on my rod um yeah I I, trust me I had tears because it was one of it was a custom custom rod that my brother-in-law gave me so it was actually one of the ones that I caught a lot of fish with too it was pretty i was pretty sad man so I, i'm never putting a custom rod in, in one of those jaw jackers again i'm sorry but just to give everybody a little heads i just careful with that uh but yeah no you know what i was watching uh jay siemens the other day uh one of his videos and i i have to agree with him a lot of people don't use their second line I, I think I'm going to start using that a lot more, second and third lines. Sometimes, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, sometimes when you go ice fishing, though, you don't even think about your. You just want to hurry up, dig the hole, and start fishing. And then you're like, ah, it's going to take me like five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, to set up that hole. Um, I, that's a huge tip. I, I'm definitely going to be adamant about in regards to, to doing that, uh, using you know your extra lines to catch more fish. So
1: Yeah, I, I got three lines. In Iowa, you get two with your license. And you can pay for an additional line so i'm using all three lines i'm going to be jigging or whatever with one Then I not have two set lines whether that's the jaw jacker or if it's on the i fish pro or bobber buddy
0: yeah so uh all yours is all spinning reels right you Oh, uh,
1: i got one bait caster
0: one bait caster okay because um right now i think i got all spinning and i think we we talked about this at least on one of my videos on my on my channel um about you know, types of reels that you should use or whatnot. It's, I think it's all about preference. That's what we, we at the end of the day, it's just depending on what you're, you know, fishing for. Um, a lot of people are going towards the inline more, it seems like, which is fine. It's, like I said, it's all about preference. I just had bad luck with uh, inline and, you know, with my experience. So I kind of steered away from that. And I don't know. I mean, do, do you see, so you're your you're baitcaster right now, that's primarily for your heavier fish right
1: yeah that's Obviously. for my that's that's for my i'm glabbing a whole bunch of bait onto a hook putting it on the jaw jacker
0: there you go so i yeah I, do you think you're ever gonna go towards inline have you ever even tried man inline
1: technically bait casters an inline reel yeah i guess you're right
0: <laughs> all right i guess you want to say that i guess so but um yeah you think you'll ever try one of those you know I, I wouldn't say it's gimmicky because a lot of people catch a lot of fish with them so it's not like i mean it, it works and so they say it works you know and it helps with the, the memory and all that stuff that we you were talking about earlier but
1: you yeah know. see yeah to see the thing with inline reels if you're in a shack and you're not fishing in deep water i think they're great because okay. they eliminate most of the line twists that's 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 just it that's the main thing line twist is a big problem with like spinning reels Mm -hmm. because even though i use i use this a tiny swivel on my um on my other rods they're still it's you know your your jig order is still slowly spinning i fish with spoons a lot and that's not a big deal but if you're fishing with like a tungsten you know that thing's that things spinning if you don't use a swivel it's like it's like this It's a disco ball
0: you know i think you're right because that's Maybe that was my issue because I don't catch as much, like you said, with like a jig or a plastic and a jig or jig period, sometimes tungsten jig. I catch more like you were saying, like with a casty or a flutter spoon or, um, you know, one of those things where, like you said, the, the memory doesn't really affect it as much because you're all about just a fluttering up and down. Right. And I think, yeah, no, I think you're right. Maybe that could be a big issue um, if you're using jigs. And yeah, I didn't even think about that that's that could be the main reason why i didn't catch too much with jigs if it's like you're saying it's spinning around in a circle and i don't use a uh, inline but like you said I, I i mean as long as you fish the depths that are shallow and inside i think you're right um inlines probably
1: not a bad bet it's they it, it can definitely you can you can see their advantages i guess you me. yeah in i guess we could talk about like the cons a little bit with the inline reel i, I never owned an inline reel but I've seen people use it, and uh, so the two things, maybe at least two things, I don't like about inline reels is my buddy had a like a a black Betty, which is like a hundred dollar ish N9 reel. So that's a that's a pretty good chunk of change. If it was super cold outside, his his reel would freeze up. Like he'd be reeling, the the uh, the spool is like freezes. I don't know what's going on. Plasticky.
0: It's what it is, cause, cause, cause those inline sometimes they feel plasticky.
1: Um, well, the Black Betty was like metal or something, was it?
0: But I know it what was, you mean. It, it, it was
1: still freezing up. Yeah. And then, you know, I hear people say that they do that. I don't know, maybe maybe with the new ones they kind of work those kinks out. That's why I was saying, you know, when you're in a your shack, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is, I noticed if it's windy out and like the uh, the line comes off the spool easy. There's not there's not like a what's the thing called on a spinning a spinning or like the line roller or whatever mm-hmm. like the, 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 uh, bail, the, the bail, bail the bail you know? the, yeah, gui- the bail the guy guides it yeah yeah it keeps it keeps the um keeps the line on the spool mm-hmm. but like with the inline reel you don't really have that so when it's windy and if the wind catches your spool i've seen people where it just yep. uh,
0: it it happened to me and, and this that second what you just said was my last straw and that's why i no longer use um an inline i I see people like i said catch it they yeah, yeah they love them they die by it but that was my last straw it was up at clear lake and i was you guys were slamming the uh yellow bass and you know i was catching yellow bass too and then i switched to you know my my power noodle pole and i had an inline on that the exact thing what you just said happened. So then, when I'm reeling, when I caught one, I was like, "Can't wait to get it back down." But I'm reeling it, and if it, it came off, I caught the fish. But then it got all tangled, and you know, because you're reeling it, so it's like I just had to use a whole new pole because I was like, the amount of time for me to get the line because it, it got so stuck into the reel and everything, and because it came off like you were saying. And I think from that point forward, I was like, man, I it it, it just kind of ruined my experienced that moment and I was like and then the fish and I don't think even caught a fish after that. So that's why I was like man that sucks because you guys are dropping it easily. You know what I mean? And it was all and you with yellow bass is all about timing. When they're all down there, you got to get down there as soon as possible to to get the fish. And then by you know at that moment I was like oh that sucks. So that's why I was like from that point forward I just kind of went you know what spinning reel it's it it's it's fine it works just for me but like i said it's all about preference um presentation whatever you you know feel comfortable with whatever you're most confident with right
1: yeah and you know spinning reels have their downsides to like the the line twist mm-hmm. that's that's probably the biggest knock against the spinning reels but uh yeah like the um the gear ratios are higher on spinning reels with the with the um inline reels it's one to one if i'm not mistaken i think most of them are one to one so you know, you do one turn of the crank, that's one turn of the spool opposed to a spinning reel. You know, you do one turn of the crank, the spool probably went, if it's like five to one, then the spool went around five times to your one crank. It it might not matter in shallow water. That's why I was saying, you know, if you're in shallow water, not that big of a deal. Does it matter in 20 feet? Maybe 50 feet. I'm pretty sure it matters more because then you'll be like
0: <laughs>
1: reeling more. But, yeah. you know, yeah, that's. That-
0: that's one one other thing Yeah, got is shallow because it did deep uh i think i, I fished in i want to say like third, 30 some feet before obviously and if you have inline that keep you keep pulling it oh yeah it, it doesn't drop as fast as you know uh, you know well i don't know nowadays i guess with the they have those the click i had one of those i had those click and it's supposed to free the free, free fall. fall yeah i had one of those and you had a tungsten um but if you got a
1: big jig that thing's gonna overspool that's kind of like a baitcaster yeah
0: so that's what i mean i'm like it's one of those I, that's why i kind of went away from it it was just too many things that was going on with it that i was just like i'm not that good already i don't need to make it any more difficult than it should be trying to look
1: pretty i mean they they look they look awesome on the reel.
0: i know i agree with you they i think they're the best looking thing on i agree with you on that but yeah I was just you know one of those things where i just eh, whatever man um So you don't, yeah, I want to go back a little bit. So you don't change any of your lines at all. Cause I I was doing that for the last two or three years and it gets expensive.
1: (laughs) I was looking at it. You know, I got plenty of line on my spools. I was like, man, should I change it? Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm going to set soak them in hot water. Kind of get rid of some of that line twist. It's probably not going to be as good as replacing, you know, with fresh line or whatever, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. We'll see how it goes if I'm out on the ice and, that things on disco ball, then I'll change out my line. But I don't I, okay. I feel like I don't need to. Okay. Or if I have a lot of offs, Yeah, I, mean, I don't I I can't tell you what the like deteriorating rate of fluorocarbon is in a inside a I wouldn't say a sealed case, but a protected case.
0: Yeah. Actually can't be that much, right? I don't know.
1: Usually you want to not expose them to the elements like the sun and moisture. That's what what's gonna ruin your lines the mm-hmm. most. OK, but in the case, you know, in, in my case, it's it's kind of weatherproof or not weatherproof, weather resistant. Mm-hmm. So there shouldn't be too much moisture. Obviously, the sun's not going to get to not going to get in there. I think I'll be all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably wasting my money. I don't think I'm going to I'm going to try this because I I think ever since we started ice fishing, like, you know, like really focusing on, you know, gear and everything. I, I think I've been changing life every year.
1: honestly i'm used to too but to be real honest i'm just lazy (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, everybody should you know i I want people to comment
0: let us know what do you think what do you guys recommend should we change do you actually i want to know the people do you guys change your lines every year when you ice fish uh or do you just go with it until like fishing gets into until you start seeing like frazzled lines or start getting breakoffs then you change it i i i, I want to know because i hear so many it's it, it gets expensive it, you know it's costly every especially if you, like i have like what like six seven custom poles that i try to reline and it's time consuming and it's just like you just said It's. i mean i'm kind of mm-hmm. lazy too yeah. i'd rather not
1: Here, here's the thing with ice fishing though uh the little things matter more than in open water fishing hmm like Please. the little like the little details, like maybe change your line out every season because you got that much more line twist, but uh it, I don't know. It, we'll ch- see
0: no you're right it, yeah, Man, see now you got me dang it, I'm changing it <laughs>
1: that's why i'm that's why I'm gonna wait until I get out on the ice and then really make a make an observation, like i said i I like fishing with spoons more than with the tungsten jays and whatnot mm-hmm. because. Well, I just like catching bigger fish.
0: <laughs> well, you still catch good panfish with spoons.
1: You catch yeah. Cl- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, yeah, you... I, I'm less, yeah, I use, tongs, I use jigs less than i used to when I first started because it's always, I always thought the smaller, the better. So I'm like, okay, I'm buying the tiniest things. As I've been fishing over the years, uh, I learned that you don't have to go super tiny. You can, you still have to downsize compared to like open water, but you can get away with what I think most people would consider aggressive baits, like spoons. I I like using spoons because you fish them fast. Yeah, I agree with you. They drop
0: faster. You can fish them fast. You can be aggressive. I like it. It, It's, it feels more action-y, I guess. You're right in a way. Um, No, I I agree with you on that. Uh, What kind of rods are you uh, using this year? Like um, types of noodle, you know, carbon fiber. I mean, what, what kind of rods do you normally use or what are you running this year? My
1: favorite rod to use is my uh, walleye rod. It's a it's a Saki rod, carbon. It's a it's like a walleye rod if I had to put a label on it. Even though I catch more of everything else on it than walleyes. <laughs> <laughs> so and you- then I got a I got a noodle for you know if I want to just focus on panfish, and that's where I use those those uh those jigs, those tungsten jigs, and even for the tungsten jigs, I fish with bigger date bigger jigs than what most people use Mm -hmm. i use a five millimeter which is kind of on the heavy side yeah and then let me see what else do i get then i got two whisker seeker rods and those are my uh those are like my set my set lines
0: okay yes i think um yeah i got like three two or three power noodles and i got like two or three like you said carbon and just so people know the the different i, I if, if you haven't seen check out my other video i kind of described the difference between a carbon and power noodle um carbon is more about feel you're i mean it's one of the you can feel the the bite of any fish almost i any nicks anything it's all about feel fishing you can feel it through the whole rod power noodle you can still feel it with the power noodles but I, that's more of sight fishing you can see the tip like You can see up bites from crappies. You can see every, you know, every little finicky bite, you can see it. The only reason why I have so many of each is because I'm lazy to tie when it's cold as hell, different lures. So I have different lures for each pole. And I don't know if if you can afford it. I mean, it's not that I could afford it. It was just because I was, you know, I, I inherited a lot of. Uh, Hand me downs for my brother in laws on top of that, but then I also had, you know, I, I went out and bought some of my own uh, custom, you know, my own rods and everything. But that was the biggest thing. It was so cold out, I was like. I don't want to take off my gloves and tie a new lure. So I might as well have six different poles with each lure. So I'm like, all right, spoon's not working. I'm going to go and, you know, I just grabbed the other pole that has a tungsten jig on it. Or I grabbed another one that has like a one of those, those, those flutter spoons
1: or whatnot. Nah, See, nothing. I thought I was lazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nah, well, it's cold, man. Come on. You know how it is. You take off the gloves, you try it, And it's a freaking, dude, you know, when it's freezing zero minus... Yeah. 20 below with the windshield and everything you try yeah, if stop- the
1: wind's blowing oh, man.
0: you don't want to tie you know lures and and that's the one thing about i i think that was my biggest draw into ice fishing was because there's really no retying stuff it's not so this is the thing so i tell a lot of people my biggest pro for ice fishing there's no snagging like this very 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 rare it's one of the rarest things i've ever seen it may have happened maybe once in the past seven eight years i've been ice fishing if you snag something because it's very rare unless you're unless you're fishing over structure
1: i was gonna say you don't fish enough <laughs> you don't fish enough structure that's, 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 that's
0: why <laughs> in, 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 unless you're fishing over structure and you really uh, attack that structure in which you know the fish are in there so i guess you can that happens but
1: yeah, they'll, they'll pull you in the structure if you're fishing next to a brush pile you know you can't help it the fish they'll pull you in there sometimes
0: it happens, but it's very rare. So I think that's the cool thing is like you don't have to retie a lot. And and I actually enjoy that because you spend more time fishing versus tying. Because I think open water, I spend probably about 30 40% of my time, you know, what am I going to tie and whatever, especially. If, yeah, retying sucks. Yes. Ain't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And, and, and that's the best part. Like I said, ice fishing is like, it's minimal. You, you can agree with that.
1: Yeah you're not retying as much. Oh, yeah. you're only retying. Well, I can't say only you're mostly retiring because you want to switch up your presentation.
0: Yeah. And that's the. So if everybody's listening to this, um, I don't know when this, we're going to release this episode, but, uh, make sure you guys follow us. I mean, I think fishing kid and myself, we actually signed up for the, uh, yellow bass bonanza up there in clear Lake, Iowa. Um, I think recently we checked and they're still accepting registration. So go see us, man. Go see us up there. Uh, if you guys can uh, uh, come have a beer with us. I, I don't think you can have beer during the tournament, but before, or after the tournament, maybe guys see us come have a beer and drink with us. Come talk to us, um, show us some of your yellow bass skills and show us your secret spot. So then maybe we can win the tournament and say, yes, we won or something or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case would be. So uh, are you excited for that, man? Is this,
1: I mean, i'm i'm nervous man never fished a tournament before <laughs> just the sheer size it was intimidating it was like the biggest tournament in iowa period like whether that's open water mm-hmm. or ice fishing but this year they had to downsize due to covid and whatnot so it's a uh, hundred teams yeah i think and before it, it was what 200 last year
0: 50 at at, at, one, at one point they got up to 250 and they're and they're still selling out they were selling out selling out uh, I think last year, I think they cut it down to, two, I don't know if it was 200, 250 around there, but no, you're right. They, they, they cut it down to hundred due to COVID. Um, they, I think Kevin up there, Kevin Paul, he's the, uh, he was on our podcast. Make sure you guys check his, his, his episode was awesome with us. Great. yeah I'll
1: link that. Yeah. I'll link that stuff.
0: And he, he did say they are possibly leaving an additional hundred if the city and if, you know, cause it's a couple months down the road from, you know, uh, when we were, obviously recording this but when from registration till then it's a couple months they don't know if they're gonna allow them to have more or not so they'll they'll wait and see on that and but it's exciting because they they have a big bash and right now um i don't know if they're gonna even have the bash yet they're still that was still up limbo right now due to covid and everything so we'll see but like you said man i'm excited this is gonna be my second term i i did an ice i i don't do any open water fishing tournament because i suck <laughs> and ice fishing i I still suck at it, but at least I have an opportunity a chance, I guess, you, I feel like, um, but this is the one that, you know, I, I really want to, I mean, whether we do good or not, obviously we want to do good, but I'm, I'm just excited to be a part of it because like, like fishing kid would just say, it's the biggest Fishing tournament in iowa everybody uh comes for this because of not just the prizes but it's the camaraderie and just having everybody around that whole ice fishing community up there and the biggest thing is that you definitely support the local businesses up there in clear lake i mean clear lake it, it, it it's a great city up there in northern iowa but this this bash i think i was talking to kevin before this this tournament the yellow bass bonanza it brings in so much money because you know people from all over the country, all over the state come there, whether it's hotel, restaurants, um, you know, just businesses. And it, it's you know, this day and age with COVID and everything, you know, I, I want to be able to help and you know support small businesses all over you know state of Iowa anywhere that we go. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. So hopefully we do
1: good man. Hopefully we don't hopefully we don't end in the last or at least we uh. can at least finish as long as we're not last and as long as we can weigh in fish that'll be the main things for me and it would be nice to win a prize see the thing about the YVB is you don't have to fish well to win prizes they got prizes spread out they give out prizes you know yeah. every like every few number of teams or whatever yeah
0: so okay so yeah the, the biggest thing um a lot of people think that oh, you have to win to to win the the big prize because they they give away like ATVs and all this stuff. In the past couple of years, they give away they were giving away I think Garmin like panoptics and stuff before, and they gave away like ATVs. But the thing is, what people don't realize, especially, you don't have to win or be you know the top five teams to win those prizes. Those prizes are actually raffled away for yeah. all the people, and and that's what that was the biggest thing that Kevin told us was that those huge prizes everybody has a chance that that registers and our team because it's raffled away there's no competition to win that those 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 big prizes which is I think that is badass that that makes the the tournament itself worth it that you know you, there's no pressure in that sense to try and win so you can win that top prize when the top prize is raffled away to just being a part of it
1: yeah but i think by the time this episode airs i'm pretty confident that all the teams will be filled up
0: possibly yeah yeah, yeah. there's it, a good it,
1: chance it usually fills up pretty quick
0: yeah it is so if if not if you, okay so this thing is if you didn't get a chance to register this year make sure you guys register for next year i think next year yeah and if we do well or if we you know and i and we're going to record an episode up there we I, fishing kid and myself we we're just talking we're like we want to do this and we want to experience it and we really want to help promote it and, and get you know the word out about that so we're definitely going to record an episode and um yeah i'm you know what i i just excited so make sure you guys if you don't get in this year get in for next year if not just go up there and fish this is the one thing too you don't have to be in the tournament to ice fish that weekend up in clear lake it would probably be beneficial for you obviously to be in a tournament but you can fit they I've seen people who go in there and fish, um, you know, that aren't even part of the tournament or you just want to go and fish and just hang out and stuff. But like I said, come up, hang out, have a beer with us, uh, come talk to us, meet us a little bit, you know, and hopefully uh, we do well, man. I'm excited, dude.
1: Yeah. I'll probably, uh, I'll, I'll record videos for my normal content. I I think I should do like a whole, like a whole series on it because I never fished a tournament before kind of talk about what my game plan and thoughts and, you know how am I get, how am I gonna tackle my first tournament? I should do like a little series for that.
0: Yeah, you should. Well, I mean, do a two or three part series. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. Kind of how we prep, and then how you prep, and whatever. And then you can throw in. Uh, we can do the behind the scenes of us recording a podcast real quick, and then just the tournament day itself. But don't focus on the recording during the tournament day, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll just it. have my GoPro
0: like strapped oh, to my chest. That'd be perfect, dude. <laughs> nah, uh, you be, man. I I have an idea. We're going to have to. uh, I I got an idea because I think we don't have a snowmobile. That's going to put us into a disadvantage. We might have to talk to Trey.
1: (laughs) See, what I was saying is like everyone's going to be on machines. Like they're going to drive the fish away from them because they're being all (laughs) super loud. Since we're walking, we're quiet. The fish are going to come towards us. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see if we're going to walk or not. We'll we'll figure some things out. If we um, have to walk, no big deal.
0: Yeah, and, and that's a cool thing, so it, everybody should know, like, oh, I don't have a snowmobile. I don't have a ATV. People actually walk and ice fish this tournament, and that's fine. And if you never ice fish clear lake, a lot of places it's accessible walking-wise. It's no big deal. I don't know where they're going to launch, though, this year. It all depends probably on the ice quality and everything. Um... But it should be fine in February, so we're just kind of curious where they're going to launch. So we'll see.
1: I got some new gear. No, I'm excited.
0: I'm are, you excited tell, to- are you gonna tell anybody here yet? It's, we're launching this. This episode will be in February, right? Oh no, in a January, February ish. All
1: you, right. You can I, since, since we're talking about gear, I don't have it set up yet, but I got I got a Livescope. <laughs> oh, well, I'm piecing together Livescope currently. If everything goes to plan, I should have it all ready to go, and I should have been fishing with it already by the time this episode airs. But right now, due to USPS shipping limbo, I'm missing a few parts, so I can't put everything together. I got I got the graph, the live scope, transducer, and whatnot, but my shuttle bag and transducer pole is on its way, arriving late, according to USPS. <laughs> I was supposed to get it on Monday. Today, we're recording this on a Thursday. And I have no idea where it's at. So just so
0: everybody knows, you see how excited he is about the live scope. <laughs> I'm just as excited because he's getting like I, I want to see it in that. Because this is the, I see so many damn YouTube channel people. I see so many people have live scope. I can't afford it at the moment because I'm still, you know, my wife, don't listen to this. I'm going to upgrade my kayak. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to upgrade my kayak. Um, my wife probably has, man, she'll, she'll know probably once she sees it so it's one of those things um, but it was either see i was thinking in my head i was like am i gonna get live scope or i'm gonna upgrade my kayak i have a fish finder on my kayak already i have a flasher for winter i'm like okay i can at least upgrade my kayaks and then i'll, I'll, I'll hopefully one day i can get the the fish the live scope once i can afford it but in the meantime. I'm gonna partner up with this guy whenever he goes ice fishing.
1: I just want to put out there, you know, I'm not rich because this is one expensive piece of equipment. It's It's, all in all, it's gonna be twenty four hundred dollars. That ain't cheap. It's not. But I've sold sold a fishing camera, I sold my flasher, I've sold an ice auger. I guess that's kind of a wash because I bought a new ice auger. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I'm 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 liquidating a few things to To pay for this. Makes sense. And so it's 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 like just it's killing me the wait for the freaking uh (laughs) the shuttle in the bag because I should have had it by the time this podcast airs, I'll I should have a video of me putting it together and whatnot, but I've yet to film that that video because (laughs) I can't put it together. It's driving me nuts.
0: I hear you, man. Here, man, I gotta crack another one. Cheers to you for Livescope. I'm, I'm actually super. Like I said, I, I'm beyond excited, man. Um, I, I, I want to see this thing in action. I think it's completely game changer in regards to, like you were saying, it's information, more information as for, for us anglers. So I think that's, um, it's gonna be cool. So, oh, this beer, I'm doing. This is one of my favorite uh, stouts, by the way. I'm doing uh, Westo Coco Stout this one so you know it's winter time love me a little stout during the the winter time so but yeah man that's gonna be and then yeah just talk about your uh the new auger what what kind of auger did you get oh, oh before i get to the auger
1: oh, uh you know life scope's cool yeah no doubt if you watch videos of life scope you see the fish coming up bite the lure that they it won't make the fish bite your lure though no but it'll but. It, it helps yeah, here, here's my thoughts like people are like uh, fishing regulations are going to have to change, and blah blah blah, and uh, well, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll see when I get when I g- actually get it in my hands. Yeah, yeah, it won't make the fish bite, but uh, it'll eliminate a lot of the guesswork. And with fishing, a lot of it's guess, it, a lot of it's guessing. It.
0: The only thing I could, I mean, I could see how people feel that I could change regulations is because the live scope shows you the size of the fish, so.
1: Well, it shows you the fish, like period. Yeah, yeah, Like with the flasher, let's let's compare it to a real a regular flash, flasher, real quick. Okay. If you're trying to find fish, that's half the battle finding the fish, right? Yes. Yeah. With the life scope, basically half the battle's won already, right? Yeah. Because you know where you're, exactly. you know where the fish are at. So, yeah, finding the fish is half the battle. With life scope, it minimizes you searching for the fish, so that means you're you'll be spending more time actually trying to catch the fish versus trying to find them that's that's the big thing that i that i see about it
0: yeah we'll see i mean like you say i i don't think they're gonna change regulations but a lot like you're saying i i've read some forums and comments people thinking that it's gonna it's cheating or i don't think so like you said it's not gonna help you catch fish it's gonna help you help you
1: find the fish that's about it but that's the biggest thing
0: yeah it, you're right fishing
1: it, is half of fishing is finding them hey and man if you can find them like nine out of ten times hey like I'll, i'm not going against live scope because i got it
0: <laughs> we'll see it, it, it's out now we'll, we'll see because i think i see a lot more and more people are, are purchasing it we'll see in the next year or two how much yeah, when, when it
1: becomes mainstream yeah it 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 might be up there with the it might affect regulations like when when a live scope costs four hundred dollars then yeah but right now you know there's a there's a high barrier of entry that'll be costs for well you never know maybe 10 years i can say not anytime soon <laughs> i
0: don't i don't see it going
1: we'll have whatever in 10 years like whatever next big thing like live scope hd where you see like the scales on a fish or something
0: you you, you know what's going to happen in 15, 10 15 years we're going to have sunglasses glasses where you could it, it's it's the glasses itself you're gonna be able to see where the fish are at
1: yeah like well, wirelessly I, I, yeah. transmit to some I, some glasses that you're wearing i
0: don't know how we got to this point but i agree i i, I really think i could see that happening in like 15 years somebody's gonna come up. see somebody's gonna to listen to this freaking episode kit that's probably a genius or knows how to program they're like holy crap that's a great idea you can create sunglasses that are fish finders mm. imagine that you have sunglasses, I don't know how you can use that, obviously, you know, ice fishing, but at least open water. You can create sunglasses that are fish finders for open water. Holy crap.
1: If anything, it'd be a display for your graph. Let's say you have a graph already with transducer. It'll, if anything, it'll send the, you know, the graph screen. To your sunglasses or something. That way, you don't even have to look down at your craft if you just fish. All
0: right. You know what? We might have to cut that part out. You know, that's a free... We, we might have to ban that idea, kid. I'm too
1: smart. I know. I'm too smart. <laughs>
0: but think about that, though. It, you're right. What if, okay, it's wirelessly connected to your glasses. And then, yeah. you're like you're saying, you got a deucer, you know, on ice. You just stick it in. Then you're like, oh, I'll just fish right here. And then you just fish. Because it's on your glasses. You can see it. It's like, yeah, Google, I can see Google that, happening. yeah, I can yeah, see, I can
1: that, see happening. that happening, yeah. So, we'll
0: see. Well, I don't know whoever's listening to this, they're probably like, Holy, shit, yeah, it makes sense, it can happen. That, that'll be the next generation. But, like you said, uh, have, have you seen the other, uh, what's the other company that has a competitive thing to LiveScope? Uh, was is it, um, is it Hummingbird or uh, Lawrence? Lawrence, just Lawrence yeah.
1: launched it, or I wouldn't say they just launched it, but they just uh, released their info on it, the Live Target. They came out with something called Sight, which was I never like seen it in action, but I've seen like videos and stuff. It was kind of like a janky live scope, but now they got live target, which is more comparable to what Live Scope does. Hmm. And then Hummingbirds coming out with uh Mega Live, which is supposed to launch in like March. Garmin doesn't have a monopoly on that market anymore, which I think it's a good thing. You know, I'm not one of those like there's dudes out there, there's just die hard like fanboys, just straight up fanboys. I'll call them fanboys. <laughs> they got your Vexelar guys, and there's Garmin guys, like Hobie guys, Smart. which which is all products that I own, you know. But I'm not like married to a brand like these guys are. Like they're like it's a, uh, it's kind of obnoxious, honestly, <laughs> if you ask me. Like, you know, everybody likes their brand. Yeah, but and it's okay. Yeah, it's, that's okay. But some like some preference. some guys are like die hard. They're like, oh, you know, I'll only buy Vexilar or die.
0: <laughs> or die. It's okay though. I, you know, what? I can, I, I can at least, you can at least appreciate the loyalty. I yeah. I'll give them that. I'll Brand loyalty is
1: fine, but yeah. you know, competition is good. It's good yes. for everybody. It competition drives innovation, yes. and it also drives prices. Yes. Because if Garmin's the only one with this stuff, they could charge whatever they want, mm-hmm. and then they could. Basically, instead of trying to innovate on it, like if let's say Lawrence yeah. or Hummingbird doesn't come up with an answer, which they have, but uh, how that turns out is, you know, up for debate in the future or left to be seen, I should say, not debate.
0: Yeah. No, you know? I, I agree with you, especially the innovation part. Like if you don't have another uh, company that can compete, I mean, w- w- why would you even want to create something better? <laughs> you could yeah, already- just
1: keep releasing like barely, like, incremental updates and then charge like extra four hundred dollars for it yeah
0: but if they know somebody down the road working their butts off to to create something better than yours then you're gonna work harder to create so no no i agree with you i think they innovate especially innovation obviously pricing you know uh, is gonna help on that but i think the innovation part is cool because seeing this stuff i mean when do we get into this about seven eight i got into ice fishing about eight eight years ago or so nine years ago just to see at least when maybe a couple years after you got into it i got into it yeah and just to see how incredible the technology is not not just from fish finding look at look at all the augers from when we started you know what i'm saying like the hand augers and back then it was like nothing but gas augers that was like oh that was top of the line gas auger now it's like what you just got you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah i guess we could talk about that a little bit i got a i got a light flight From Strike Master, it's a a composite, I guess it's plastic. Yeah, it's basically Mm -hmm. plastic. It's a super light. I think the auger weighs, uh, hold on. Time out. Let me go look at it. I got the box right behind me.
0: (laughs) It must be nice. Oh, you haven't even opened it?
1: Hey, everybody. Fishing Kid here. And really quick before we continue, I just want to remind you that Whisker Seeker is still running their BFF promo on their fishing line. So if you want to stock up on some fishing line for the summer, hop on over to whiskersseeker.com. Use coupon code BFF25 underscore line to save 25% from now through January 31st, 2021. All right. right, Time in. (laughs) Uh, I got the 8-inch. I debated whether I wanted an eight or six inch, uh, because I was running a seven inch. I felt like, man, I can't go, I can't go back to a six inch after running a seven inch, because I feel like seven inch was perfect for fish in Iowa. It's like I think so. not too small, you know. Six inch, six inch is plenty though. Mm. You can fish most fish, or you can catch most most fish with a six inch. But seven inch was, you know, just gives you the extra little room for bigger fish like catfish or those wipers. It's pretty tight with the six-inch hole, and with catfish you might not be able to pull pull out that's the true. bigger ones with the six-inch. But so I went with the eight-inch, and the eight-inch one only weighs five point four pounds.
0: Wow, that's pretty light. But like you said, um, those things are pretty cool though, because if, if they ever break off, you can replace those 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 plastic parts, right?
1: Yeah, you can replace the. See, the thing with the, f- the light flight; it comes in sections. Yeah. So, you know, people say the uh, the fluting, I think that's what it's called, the uh, the spiral parts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so people always say, you know, if it's super cold, those are going to break and blah, blah, blah. But thing with the, the light fight, it comes in sections. I'm pretty, the pistol bit might be the same way. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you ever damage or ruin one of those, the fluting, I, I'm going to keep saying that word because I think that's the right word. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever damage or yeah if you're if you ever damage or need to replace those it, it comes in sections so you can replace the section cool yeah
0: i mean i can't, I can't like i said i i, I want to try it out i can't wait to you know to see how how it does and everything so but and you know I, the biggest thing is i think my goal um i want to catch catfish you gotta get me on so you know obviously you know this podcast everything is sponsored by you know with whisker seeker i got my whisker seeker rods i'm loading them up so fishing kit you better get me on some some catfish this year man we i, I gotta land them uh i'm excited to to see if i can land any of those catfish man i, I really want to be able to catch those catfish so uh, that's my biggest goal this year man what, what's yours man last one my biggest goal biggest goal for ice fishing right now hmm. it could happen by the time this is released it could happen so i want to yeah, know
1: uh, yeah your goal I, I bet odds are your goal would have happened by the time this airs. Cool. I hope so. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> for me? Hmm. I got to think about this one a little bit. You got to have a good goal,
0: man. Got to have a good... Yeah, you got to have an ice fishing goal every year. I think last year, you it was catfish for
1: you. And you it was catfish. It. Yeah. And, so. I did, I, and I did pretty good on catfish. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just continuing. Uh, I can't I can't narrow it down to one thing, doesn't it even have to be...
0: Yeah, I don't think... It, continuing catching what you've been catching i guess like
1: or continuing like refining my techniques i guess Hmm. like if i can if i can reproduce catching catfish like that through the ice again i'd be happy or catching wipers Mm -hmm. if i could refine all that stuff and like actually be confident like right now i got one catfish season under my belt for ice fishing Mm -hmm. i'm not confident that i could be like yeah i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go catch catfish yeah
0: no it makes sense no i mean that you sound like a true fisherman right there. You want to get better. You want to get better. F- no, no. I mean, like you want to get better at your, your techniques and everything and, and, and um, fine tune everything. So that's cool. That's bad. Yeah, ass, if I man. could take
1: what I learned last season and apply it this season and be successful, that, I that's think good. that's, that's, that's that, yeah, that's my, goal. That's, that's my a, goal.
0: that's a legit goal, man. No, I, that's true. I, I think you can do it. So you have to do it because then you'll help me get on catfish. Yeah. So If
1: I get apply, <laughs> only caught those catfish at one lake. If I apply that to other lakes, mm, then I like then I would call that a success.
0: Cool. All right, sounds good, man. All right, dude. So other than that, um, uh, we'll do. Uh, we're gonna have some more guests and everything on our podcasts, guys. So make sure you guys follow us. Follow us on our Instagram. Uh, follow Fishing Kit on his YouTube channel. All his. Uh, he should be showing a bunch of ice fishing videos here, um, and just like I said, subscribe. Let us know. Comment what you guys want us to talk about, who you guys want us to try and, you know, uh, uh, get as guests. I mean, we've been having a lot of luck, a lot of great luck, and a lot of people just um, coming on our podcast, and it's been been a a blast, man. So um, I'm super excited to see what the rest of 2021 brings for beer fish Fanatics. And also, I'm excited to see what Fishing Kit has in store for his, you know, his YouTube channel and everything. And um, hopefully by the time this airs. He will be at a thousand subs. All right. I hope so, man. If, so, right now, this is the okay. This is the bet. Right now, I'm, I'm putting this around. When this airs, if fishing kit is not at a thousand subs, I will do a beer and two donkey kicks.
1: How about you should flip it? If I am at a thousand, then you do. Cause you know that okay. if you, okay. if I'm not then like people are like why would we want to subscribe that's a, that's if a, I want to see that
0: stuff Yeah, that's a dumbass bet. See, that's why we have him. All right, good bet. All right, so we're if we're at a how about that Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what we'll do is um if if you're at a thousand subscribers by the time this launches or this this uh, episode releases. We'll do shotgun. We'll shotgun a beer. And it can be a crappy beer. I don't care. I mean, whatever you want to do. Spearfish fanatics. And we'll and the crazy thing is we'll shotgun a beer and then we'll record an episode.
1: Uh, all right. I'll do it. I'll do it for a thousand subs. I'll shotgun a beer. There you I, go. We'll- FYI. You know, full disclosure, I do not slam beers. I hate shotguns. I've shotgun one beer in like five years. Oh, it was awful. Terrible. So we-
0: So you guys can hold us to it. So hopefully when this airs, you guys will see. We'll see. We'll look down below. Does he have a thousand subs? We will. Shotgun a beer, man. So uh, other than that, man, cheers. Till next time. All right. See you guys. But, and, oh, yeah, I'm thirsty, man. I'm not going to lie. Kids are driving me nuts, dude. It's like, love them. but. They're driving, they're driving me <laughs> not i'm not gonna lie man this this uh homeschooling and working at home full time and doing all this it's like it's insanity
1: and usually you want to you know uh i gotta stop, i gotta stop saying you know <laughs> <laughs> in the in the uh in the um what's the, the word i'm trying to the team stack or something i don't know is that is that <laughs> basically where.